Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Holidays are upon us. In the season of Advent now, probably many family parties, business parties, all kinds of occasions going on, school parties, lots of interaction and activities and events happening for you, for your family, for your kids. And one perspective that I think is helpful for us to look at is what does this mean for families with uh, with children or family members who have disabilities? So joining me today in studio, Director of Ministry Partnerships for Bethesda Lutheran Communities, our friend Mona Firstnow. Mona, thanks so much for spending some time with me in the studio. Thanks for asking. It's always nice to be here. So Mona, you have a, a great story. Not only do you serve with Bethesda Lutheran Communities, but you also have a very personal story when it comes to family members with disabilities. Yeah, I have a son who's 28 year old, years old now, so lots of experience and our journey has been um, a long and winding road sometimes. <laughs> um, so I have, yeah, a lot of uh, personal experiences to bring to the work that I do and to share with other families. And it sounds like you've learned a lot through those 20 plus years. Oh, yes. How old did you say your son 28. is? 28. So through 28 years of uh, learning and growing together and, and, and showing care and love as well. Um, I'm sure many, uh, many moments where learning is, is enjoyable, but also many moments where learning is, is difficult. It's as not well. for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let's look at the holidays um, and what that looks like for families with a, a, a loved one, whether it's a child or, or you know, a, a grown adult as well, with a, a, whether it be a developmental disability or, or some other disability. Um, what does that look like? What have, how have holidays been for you and your family? What does that look like? Well, I love that you started with Advent because that's the season of preparation. Mm -hmm. And for families with disabilities, preparation is everything. Mm. So as we look ahead to all of the events and all of the different things, novel, exciting, strange, confusing, um, Mm. that enter into the arena for the holidays, we really need to prepare um, ourselves, our families, and uh, those who are hosting the event, whether it's a church or school or or elsewhere, um, so that we can have it be successful for everyone. So preparation is key. And as I started thinking about this, I thought, man, all these words are coming up with P's, prepare, <laughs> predict, plan, pace. And so I'll talk through a couple of those things, I think. Okay, very good. Well, let's let's dig into, do you want to start with prepare? Yeah, sure. Sure. What is what does prepare look like for you? What tips do you have for for us, whether it be parents who have a child or a loved one with a disability, or parents who have no experience with disabilities and want to know how to be welcoming in their home or in their classroom or, or you know a, a party or an event like that? It's really crucial for us in our household that I tell enough so that my son is ready for the event but not so much that the anticipatory stress creates Mm. um, anxiety before we even Mm -hmm. go out the door. So that's a balance every family has to navigate. Uh, And I think that's why so often we tend to be late to events (laughs) because we're preparing and we're planning and we're we're trying to predict what will happen. And so we want to give enough information for success, but not enough so much that it overwhelms Mm -hmm. and, and we 
and people are reluctant to participate. So we ask for a little grace from those hosting families and hosting events that, yeah, we might come in the door late. There's a reason for that, not just because it's difficult for us mm-hmm. to get out the door, but we want to be sure it's going to be successful. So, so what does that look like in terms of sharing that information? Are these conversations that happen over meals weeks before, or is this in the car on the way to an event, or all of the above? What does it look like for your family? I'm sure it's different for each family. Yeah, person-specific. So for me, if I started two weeks ahead of time, we would have nonstop questions and anticipatory stress for two full weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't also can't go out to the car and in the car say, we're on our way to this, because there won't be time to handle all the questions about that. Um, So for us, uh, we've... I've discovered that it's easy for me to do it the day before, so we get some um, questions out of the way, a lot of why questions. Mm-hmm. And, and though my son doesn't use why questions, he asks for lots of details that really mean why are we going there, why are we doing this, who's going to be there, what's it about, why is it different, um, what can I expect. Those kinds of things are what are behind his questions. So we need enough time to get through those and I found it works best for us the day before so we can sleep on it and then revisit it in the morning, anything that hasn't been answered or confirm those answers that he got the day before so that he can be ready to go. As a parent of a kindergartner, I'm also sensing that these are these are some of the things that we do in our household as well, um, just you know, for a child as well. So I can see some certainly some similarities. Yeah, it's really about... Uh, anticipating what's needed for success for your Mm -hmm. child, whether your child is three or 17 or 30, Mm -hmm. um, what's going to be successful um, and how do they process information so that it can be successful. If they've had any Christmases in their history, they know Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of different things going on Mm -hmm. and they have some experiences that they can remember and relate to. Um, But each new thing has new components and there's a can be a lot of anxiety around that. So, and for those of us who are more comfortable with, um, with routine and things happening the same way on a regular basis every day or at least every week happening the same, to throw something in there like this that you know is intended to be uh, enjoyable mm-hmm. as a celebration, yep. that sort of thing, but can also come with some surprises. Uh, I, I can see how that that can be. Um, preparation is key. Yeah. For those those things that might be surprises. As is pacing. I mean, mm-hmm. it was one of the things I was going to mention is that looking at your calendar, you probably have way more invitations than you could possibly accept and mm-hmm. keep your sanity, um, right? And to really True. enjoy. And so being really careful to pace yourself. So, for example, my son participates in a community band. And over the next two and a half weeks, they have six performances he won't oh. be doing all those performances <laughs> because that's just too much and he won't be able to participate. It won't be successful mm-hmm. for him towards the end. Uh, it won't be enjoyable. So then what's the point, right? So we went through and, and I described from each of the locations and places where these concerts will be, which ones shall we go to and which ones not and why because of the, the they're so stacked together along with other mm-hmm. Advent worship at church and other family things as well. So pacing is crucial and keeping those predictable familiar routine things in between is also key key and necessary for success so that there's some um, anchor points mm-hmm. within the the right the milieu within all of the other things that are going on so predicting and pacing mm-hmm. okay 
Uh, well, preparing and pacing uh, we preparing. talked about. Let me preparing, I'm sorry. Yeah, preparing right. and pacing. And what's next? Let me talk a little bit about predicting. predicting. So okay. for on the, our family's end, we have to think through all the components. So where is it going to be? Is it accessible? Do we have to worry about getting in, getting out, using the bathroom? Um, how much noise? What kind of noise? Mm-hmm. How many people? Um, is it going to be, are there going to be costumes? Those kinds of things yeah. we need to think through. Um, if there's a performance of some sort, are they using any kind of strobe lighting or other kind of lighting or smoke or any of, mm-hmm. any of those kinds of things we'll need to think through. So I do a lot of research online about the events that we attend mm-hmm. or with the organizers to say, have you got any of this going on? And what about this going on? Luckily, the general public is doing better about that. They yeah. provide information about smoke in case you have breathing or respiratory illness or issues, or um, some of those things are actually being included in descriptions of events now, uh, much more so than they were five years ago, even. And with the holidays, while they're often, there are good intentions behind them, there are also sometimes strong smells as mm-hmm. well, um, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Cinnamon, right, yeah, aromatics. all those holiday, mm-hmm. holiday scents. Yeah, yeah, scented pine cones on mm-hmm. the tables, right? Or Christmas trees, even. Or Christmas trees. Yeah. Live trees. Yeah. We've had an artificial tree for years because we have that reaction to the real thing. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I just ask for some grace on the part of hosts. So if it's a host at a family or even a church event, uh, you would hope that, that they would be sensitive to that. But not to get offended when you ask, are you going to have a real tree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Will there be a, a, a real fire with potential smoke in the air? When people ask those questions, it's not in any way um, a criticism. It's just a preparation for them to be sure. sure that they can keep their loved ones safe and healthy through the system, the season. It's not a criticism, not being pretentious, no. just trying to prepare for uh, whatever and predict what might uh, come about as well. Right. Okay, so right. prepare, pacing, predict. What else is do we have another one? Uh, I think explain, and I couldn't figure out a P for explain, <laughs> but P in the middle, right? Explain. Explain the unfamiliar. So understand that your loved one might be wondering and might not be able to ask those questions, but they might be wondering, why are we doing these things? Mm-hmm. Why are there reindeer, one with a red nose? Why is there uh, kings with presents kneeling in straw with a cow and I'm, mm-hmm. you know why why what what is all this about and so being uh maybe over explaining uh is probably um where I would default so I would explain well we're going to see this and the reason we're seeing this is because of this or for example we go to an event usually on the the Columbia River and I live in across the river from Portland and on the Columbia River they have Christmas ships Boats decorated with lights and music and so forth that they go by in parades up and down the rivers um, over multiple nights in the in December, and and the first time we went to that, my son was very concerned about the lights on the boats in the water, and I had no idea mm-hmm. that he would even put together there might be some danger about lights and boats and water, but he was very concerned about mm-hmm. the people on the boats, the pilots, the drivers on the boats, the people on the boats. He was so concerned about that he really didn't enjoy Mm. the lights and the music and the parade on the river. I had no way of predicting Mm -hmm. or or knowing that that might be an issue for him. So had I known, I would have explained some of the safety things they do so that it wouldn't be um, a safety issue and that Mm -hmm. it was an okay thing. But I couldn't do that in the moment 
Sure. Yeah, um, it, he wasn't under, hearing it in the moment because he was too concerned about what might happen. So, so in that case, just being flexible. Mm-hmm. That's an exit strategy is mm-hmm. always good. So uh, when you plan and prepare, have an exit strategy. Don't be concerned about the fact it's not done for another 45 minutes. If you're done, you're done. Mm-hmm. And make your excuses and uh, you don't owe anyone explanations about why. Just say it's time to go. Thanks so much. And, um, and exit. Uh, and it's always helpful to have a comfort item with you. They can mm-hmm. have either in that moment or immediately when you leave. So if there's a comfort item or activity, uh, plan that in for just post-event. So for my son, it's go home, put his feet up in his recliner, and and get his iPad out and watch a favorite show. And that will help him to regroup and um, calm down after that, all the commotion of the event. Great tips. Any more tips? We have just about a minute left. Um... I think it's really just don't overschedule and really yeah. explain what's going to be different and why. Uh, and then plan that downtime so they can regroup, recover, and everyone can enjoy each other in a non-stressful, non-busy activity. Sure. And, and, and enjoy and appreciate the holidays for what they are. The true. Especially, yeah, yeah the, the, true the Christmas the message. Right. Well, thank you so much, Mona, for being my guest today, for sharing your story, and for these great tips for us, whether uh, whether we have loved ones or we're hosting and, and we'll have loved ones in our homes that uh, need to to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to predict pay, and plan. Predict, plan, pace, explain. <laughs> All exit of strategy. Thank you so much, Mona <laughs> Thanks, Andy, for having me. Bethesda Lutheran Communities. Thanks for joining me on the Coffee Hour. Yep. <laughs> The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.